My name is Dan. If I don't know you guys, haven't met you before, welcome to church. And yeah, so I've been part of Ocean's Church for, same as Flick, about three years now. Um, back in the day when we were called Everlife, which was just last year, but I was still here for that. And so, you know, it has just been such a great journey with these people. And a little bit about me is I grew up in a small town called Manjimup. Can I get a raise of hands if you've been to Manjimup before? Come on, Tyus. That's my man. Sorry. <laughs> he lived there as well. My mum's here. I say, hey, mum. How you going? Um, so, you know, I grew up in a small town called Manjimup, and it is, was a great place to grow up. You know, they have heaps of trees, they got heaps of sticks, and they got heaps of leaves. <laughs> no, 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 there's a lot more going on, but look, it was a great place to grow up. And one of my favorite things, aspects of it, was the incredible camping that was around there. So it's down in the southwest, so, you know, once every year, me and my two older brothers and a bunch of our friends would go to a place called Lost Beach. And, you know, this isn't like you, you bring your caravan to the caravan park and plug it in, like, sort of camping. This was like no water, no power, no reception, a five-hour hike through dense bush to get there. But we... Loved it. You know, and like the way you got water was you had to go to this little stream that was just like, it was a 20-minute walk away. You had to bring a bucket and a slow drip like would fill up and then, then you'd bring it back and that's how you drank water. Anyway, but we loved this sort of thing and something I quit, learned very quickly was the best part and the very important part of camping is the fire. You need a camping, you need a fire when you're camping, right? Amen? Amen. Come on, that's good. <laughs> so, you know, we need the fire, and it is such an important thing. And how cold it gets down in the south during winter, you need a fire. It is of the utmost importance. You know, so I talk about this simple analogy because the same is for us as Christians. All right, so our fire for God is an important thing. And simply put, our fire is our zeal for Him. You know, it's, it's our longing to be in His presence, to, to hear His voice, and to see His Spirit move. So, but, you know, in certain seasons, our fire can seem different to the days it was in our early faith. You know, things can change. It can seem to dwindle, and we can feel like we've been smothered by life. You know, the last few years have done a lot of smothering, I can tell you that much. But you know what? Yeah, in seasons like that, it can be difficult to pray. It can be difficult to even hear the voice of God, and sometimes can feel impossible. You know, it's within this season that we need something relit within our hearts, so this evening, I want to share with you guys one of the ancient paths that is key to filling the fire of God in your heart in 2022. So let's pray. Father God, I pray, Lord God, that you use me, Lord God. Not my words, but yours, Father. And I pray, Lord, I prophesy that tonight, embers will turn into flames. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So the title of my message is The Fuel for the Fire. The fuel for the fire. So, you know, the problem here is that when a fire dims, it's not the fire's fault. It's the fuel. So a fire obviously needs something to consume in order to stay alight, in order to grow. So, you know, while we're camping, the fire, like, while we're camping, we would always make sure that we had wood in the pile. We were always intentional to go out to get wood because we did not want that fire to go out because if that was gone, that just sucked. Anyway, our fire is determined by our pursuit of the fuel. So the fuel is the key in this story. You know, in our spiritual journey, the source of fuel to our fire as humans is the Word of God. Amen? Yeah, come on. There are two types of wood. So yeah, there are two types of wood in the Word of God. Let me talk about this properly. And I need you to remember these two words to me. Logos and rhema. So can everyone say logos? Everyone say rhema. Thank you for coming to my message. <laughs> anyway, so... Within the New Testament, the biblical authors use these two Greek words within, when they're speaking about the Word of God. And it's so important that when you're reading it, to actually know which one they're talking about within its context. So the word logos, this is the written Word of God. 
So the inspired revelation of Jesus written within Scripture. So in other words, it's the Bible. It's the actual written Scripture. Now, the rhema word literally means an utterance. It is the inspired word of God. The word of God speaking directly to us. So we've got it. We've got the logos and the rhema. So this evening, I want to speak to you guys from a verse in Matthew 4.4, 4, where it says, But Jesus told him, No, the Scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. You see, the author of the book of Matthew was not actually talking about the written word in this. The word that is used there is the rhema. So, and another word for rhema is actually revelation. So, and revelation is defined as an act of revealing or communicating divine truth. So what God does is he takes the written word, he takes the logos, and he reveals that truth in a way that is particular to our situation. The Bible doesn't cover every aspect of every moment in history, but the Holy Spirit takes it and makes it alive for us now. So when we look again at Matthew 4.4, reading it, knowing this, it gives us something new. Another way to say it, it is not by food alone that we live as humans or, or our sustaining life, but by every revelation that we receive from the Holy Spirit. So how much of a different meaning does that give us? Now this verse is telling us that when we receive rhema from God, we receive life in our hearts. And I remember Abe said to me one day, this beautiful man here, he said that once the revelation comes, it is then that I leave that moment filled. So it's then that the fire is stoked within our hearts. Guys, the Logos is more than just words on a page, but when it's paired with the rhema, it is living. So the written word of God is like a roadmap to hearing revelation. So uh, something that I was taught a long time ago, which I hold very dearly, and it's so important to know, is that everything that God speaks to you through revelation will align with the Bible. It will align with the scriptures. So it's such a good, a good key, a good way to like, see if that is God speaking to you. And as I was preparing this message, I found myself thinking about the word being life, as the Bible tells us. You know, in John 1.14, it says, and the word became flesh. The word became flesh. So let's pause on that for a moment. When Jesus came to the earth, the word became flesh. The word that was with God, when God created the earth, came into the world and brought the word with it and made it a new thing to humans. You know, never before have we actually been able to experience the word of God like this. It was always there, but Jesus brought it into the world in a new way, right? You know, it spoke, it healed, it became personal. You know, it was something more than just the Logos. It was no longer alone, but it became life. And then when Jesus left, as the story goes, he left his spirit to dwell among us. And as we see in John 14, 26, it says he left the greatest teacher of the word of God. So... You know, you can hear all the best sermons from all the best preachers from across the world, guys, but something supernatural happens within our hearts when we receive direct revelation from God. Amen? When we receive that direct revelation from it, it is then in that moment that our fuel, that our fire is fueled. Our fire, it's stoked, there's been wood put on it. That is the moment. As it says in Matthew 4, 4, we need it more than food. We cannot live or even go a few hours without food, right? And that's what the Lord is trying to tell us in this, is that you need that revelation as much as you need food in your life. Guys, if you don't want to live a life that is boring in the faith, you need to be seeking revelation in the Word. You know, you need to be putting yourself in that place to receive it. Revelation is ready for you to find. The fuel for the fire is at hand. So one thing I learned as well, which is very important, is you cannot force revelation. Though. You can't force God and wrestle it out of the sky but you can position yourself in a place to receive it. Amen? 
So this evening, I want to tell you guys two ways, speak to you about two ways to position yourselves to keep the fire stoked in this new year. Come on. Point one, hunger, as Flick already touched on. So God says in Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me and I'll answer you and tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. The word of God is key to stoking the fire, so hunger for it. As the Lord says in Jeremiah 33, call to me. In other words, desire me, pursue me, you know. Oh, sorry, I lost that. It's all good. So hunger me, desire me, and then the hunger will lead you to the source of fuel. So you now when we went camping and we wanted the fire to stay lit, we would, we would focus on a, on a certain thing to keep that lit. We would focus on the wood. We made sure we always had that in the back. So our intention, our intention was to focus on the fuel. So it's our intentional focus to continually go and hunt for wood to do so. So in life, we need to focus on the right fuel. You know, where your focus is, there you'll be filled up from. And so we need to be careful if we're actually focusing our hunger. Because if we're focusing our hunger on the wrong things, we're trying to fill that gap with something that's not going to fill it. You know, as humans, we can tend to hunger for things other than the Word of God to fill us up. Things like possessions, relationships, jobs. These are all good things, but they will never stand in the place and fill you up that the Word of God does. (laughs) This hunger will give you the drive, not let the fire dwindle, but to empower you to go and look for the word. Thank you, Jesus. Right, point two. Listen. So point one was hunger. Point two is listen. So Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. In other words, hearing through the rhema word of Christ. That word there, again, is rhema, the revelation. Guys, faith comes from hearing revelation from Jesus. Revelation is what builds us up. You know, when we sit down and open up our Bible, we give the Spirit direct access to speak directly into our lives. You know, in those moments, you know those moments when you read and you're just like, how am I reading this right now? This is exactly what I'm going through in this season and how have I just happened to open my Bible or be up to this chapter in, in James and it just speaks directly into my season. It's because the Word is living it's because that is the fuel to your fire. The Logos was written thousands of years ago for people from a completely different culture, you know, but the Spirit takes it today and makes it applicable right to our situation. So I encourage you when you sit down and read the Word, listen closely. It is living. It is speaking. You know, some practical steps of this is, you know, take some time out of your day, just a little bit. It can just be five minutes to read a, a, me- a passage or just a chapter. You start by saying a simple prayer like, God, speak to me. What do you want to reveal to me in this moment? Then read. Quiet your mind as you read and remove the distractions. Close the door. Put your phone way, way away. Unless you're reading your Bible on your phone. But you need to get a book one if you haven't. <laughs> anyway, remove the distractions. And then when that verse sticks out to you, stay with that for a minute. Let that, let that grow. Let, that, let the Lord just speak raiment into that verse because he's highlighting that to you for a reason. You know, when you position yourself here, the word will become alive to you guys. Listen closely. The word is still alive. It didn't leave when Jesus left, but he left it here for us to grow with, to enjoy, to be built up by. Guys, do you want the fuel to your fire? You want to live a life fiery for God? Seek revelation. Get in the word. Ask him to speak to you. And before we close tonight, I want to touch on one last story that sums up positioning ourselves to fuel the fire of God in our hearts. In the book of Exodus, when Moses saw the burning bush, you know, he saw it from a distance, but he didn't hear it from a distance. 
So he shifts his hunger. He shifts his focus and he starts to approach it. You know, as he approached it, he got, and, and he got personal. As he got closer, you know, he heard the Lord speak. The Lord said, take off your sandals for the place where you stand is holy ground. You know, in other words, remove the distraction and the things that can be a barrier between us. And as he shifted his hunger and positioned himself closely, he heard directly from the Lord. Guys, Moses found his fire on that day. Moses found his fire on that day as he positioned himself closer, as he hungered after that fire, after that word. There have been seasons in my life where the fire has dwindled, and I think we can all agree. In that place, you know, we can find doubts about the Lord come up. We can find it hard, and our zeal for Jesus seems to dwindle, and we can even find it hard to just, to just pray, to read the Word, and again, to hear His voice. But in those moments, like, you just feel distant, and you're like, what is happening? There's just something not right. And sometimes we can go through seasons of years without feeling this zeal, or without feeling this. It's not all on feeling and excitement, but let me tell you, when you follow God and you know who He is and what He's done, something happens within, inside you, right? And when you know what He's done and you chase after that, it begins to grow. And I know that we always say we're fiery when we first got saved, but I believe there's an amount of zeal you can carry through your entire Christian journey. We need to hunt for the fuel. God, the problem is not with the fire, but it's from the lack of fuel. Hey, so why don't we stand? And you know what? I'm calling these embers, this, this dwindling fire, season, because seasons have an end. You know, don't ever let the enemy tell you that you're stuck without a fire, that you'll never get it back. You know, when we woke, when we were camping, you know, the fire was pretty much gone. There was just a little tiny ember left. But you know what? That was enough. That was enough to let's see the fire come again. That was enough to stoke it. You know, the fuel can bring the smallest of embers to light again. The Word of God, the revelation from God can bring any ember to fire again. You know, but if you feel like your fire, like your embers, like if you feel like your fire has turned to embers tonight or even over the last two years, you know, if you feel like life has smothered you, we're going to have a moment where we're going to receive from the Lord. You know, but what I want to say is, you know, when you have that moment, because, you know, we have those amazing moments where we encounter God's revelation, right? We feel something built up. But I just want to say, I want to encourage you, don't stop there. Don't let it stay there. Instead, chase it. You know, go during your week and chase that revelation. Get into the Word. Position yourself to receive from God. Because as you do that, guys, that is the key to a persistent life and faith. One that isn't always down. We'll position ourselves in the Logos to hear the rhema. Remember, you can't have one without the other. Hey, so I'm going to pray for us in a moment, so why don't we bow our heads? Thank you, Jesus. You know, if you feel like you're in a season where the fire in your heart is dwindling, or if you want to know more of God's revelation in your life and have a year where you're just deeper into that space, I want to invite you to lift your hands to heaven if you feel comfortable. Thank you, God. Just lift your hands to receive. Father God, we thank you that your word is life. And that through Jesus, Lord, you brought it in a new way. Lord God, in a new experience. Father God, something that the world had never seen before, Lord. Lord God, something fresh, something living, something personal. 
And God, I just thank you that today it is not gone, Lord God, but your revelation and your rhema word is here for us today. And God, we just, we proclaim, Lord God, we know it is not by bread alone that we live, Lord, but we need to seek out your revelation. God, so I pray over each person in this place, Lord. Father God, anyone suffering from the embers, Lord God, who feel like their faith journey has just been one where they're just, you know, going back and forth, doing the same thing day in, day out, not hearing your voice, not encountering your presence. Lord God, I pray, Lord, over those embers, God, and I speak to them and prophesy embers turn into flames. Holy Spirit, I pray that 2022 will be a year of bright fires, Lord God, bright fires in Ocean's Church, bright fires in our families, Lord. Father God, we know that You are the Saviour, Lord, what You did for us. Lord God, it's no small thing. So Father, let our life reflect that zeal for You, Lord, just knowing that You are the King, You are the God. What You did has saved us, Lord. Father God, Your Word is alive. So Father, when we pursue it, God, I pray that we just pursue that fuel, especially when the fire is big, Lord. Help us to never stop. Help us to never cease, Lord. But Father, to continue to chase after Your Word, Lord. We thank You, Jesus. Raging fires this year in Your name, Lord. Amen. Let's do it.